Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, there are seasons in your marriage when you're shining like bright colors in the fall, but other times it's like the leaves that were once so beautiful have fallen off and they've dried up. How do you get through those seasons? I'm John Fuller, joined today by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and Erin, every marriage goes through both of those kinds of seasons, right? Absolutely. If you've been married over, well, what would you say, two weeks? <laughs> that you know <laughs> the that they're... are dried up and <laughs> yeah. falling off. Okay, so maybe not two weeks, maybe two years, yeah. whatever. Um, we all go through these shifting seasons. And it's, you know, 1 Corinthians seven twenty-eight. I love this verse, that it says, those who marry will face many troubles, will. And so there's going to be those seasons of trouble. And what do you do during those seasons? And then add in just the routine of being married. And complacency can sometimes seep in as well. Mm -hmm. So you have the seasons of trouble, routine, complacency. And and then the relationship can end up feeling somewhat boring. Yeah. And so all those things can lead to these leaves feeling dried up. But to be fair, we are very optimistic about marriage. And Focus on the Family wants to strengthen your marriage. And there are wonderful seasons for every every marriage if you work at it. Um, Right now, we're going to hear from Jim Daly as he talked with author Gary Thomas. Gary has written so many great books, including A Lifelong Love, and uh, here they discuss how a couple can find true fulfillment. When you're looking to your husband or to your wife to fulfill those needs that only the Lord can fulfill, purpose and all that, uh, it will be wanting, and it'll leave you uh, perhaps even bitter and upset and angry and uh, make it practical. Let's think of the woman who is struggling. How does she turn that corner, though, Gary? How does she say, okay, I have viewed my husband as mean-spirited, as not uh, someone capable of meeting these needs emotionally for me. He hasn't done it for 10 years. How does she say, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. How do I now flip a switch and say, I'm going to seek God for that. What steps can she take to make that happen? I know, again, it sounds too spiritual and too religious when I say this all comes back to worship. But let me put this in a different context, and I think it might bring some conviction. What is a Christian forced out of Iraq, supposed to say, when they've lost everything they've owned and they're fleeing their lives. They literally have nothing. They don't know where the next meal is going to come from their family. Everything they have has been taken away. What does a spouse say whose partner has come down with Alzheimer's, who most days doesn't even recognize them, who can't get anything from their spouse? At those moments when life is so destitute, whether because of history or because of health, Are we supposed to say that that marriage doesn't mean much? But where faith is shown is when we have, I think, a biblical truth that one spouse told me. She talked about how frustrated she was in her husband, but this verse that lifted her up, blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. And she realized that's absolute. If God is my Lord, I'm blessed. And I have to recognize that if Everything else in my life goes wrong. If I'm destitute, if I'm hungry, if I'm terminally ill, I'm blessed because God is my Lord. Now, I know that sounds like I'm avoiding the issue. It's painful. 
If you're suddenly homeless because of political chaos in your country, it is painful if someone you've loved for 50 or 60 years doesn't even remember your name. But you know what? That's real life. And so if it's a lesser degree that you have a spouse who, for instance, will fix things around the house but is never going to have a serious emotional conversation with you, or you have a wife that is, is happy to give you a back rub but maybe doesn't show quite the amount of affection you would like to have. I think it comes back to how do I cherish what I have instead of focus on what I don't. That's what I think leads to joy. Hey, Gary, in your book, A Lifelong Love, you, you talk about artificial intimacy. It, to me, when I observe the culture, I feel like there's a lot of artificial intimacy. Hmm. Um, what defines artificial intimacy and by default then true intimacy? Artificial intimacy begins with infatuation. Infatuation isn't based on reality. You're, you're literally relating to someone that doesn't exist. You're giving them strengths they don't have. You're missing weaknesses that they really do have. But infatuation is so powerful, it binds the two of you together. But it's not real. Love is based in understanding. The last thing infatuation is based on is understanding. Infatuation is based on fascination. So what happens is a couple is infatuated. That's what's binding them together. And we know about 12 to 18 months, that infatuation is going to begin to fade, which is about the time a lot of couples will then start to plan a wedding. Well, that's something that keeps them together. It's something that they talk about. I've known couples, that's what they talk about for a year. It's a 30-minute ceremony often and a maybe two-hour reception, but that keeps them going for years or making discussions or doing all of that. And then they go from planning the wedding to setting up a new home together. And again, that's a little bit of artificial intimacy uh, where are we going to put the garbage can, the left-hand side of the sink or the right-hand <laughs> side? Where's our new coffee shop? What kind of pictures are we going to put up? And then that starts to get old, but about that time, kids often come along. Oh, there's a lot of intimacy there. You're building kids together. You, you go to childbirth classes. You share the birth of your first child. You set up the nursery, and then you have the more issues of how do we raise toddlers, and now they're teens, and, and how are we doing that? But the whole time, you've really been teammates, you haven't been intimate soul partners. You're not sharing. You're doing these tasks. And the problem that you see, and, and therapists will say this, that the empty nest divorce rate has gone through the roof now. Because what happens is a couple hasn't built intimacy. They've had shared tasks like teammates. And what do teammates do when the season is over? They go back to their own homes. And so this call in a lifelong love is to help couples build real intimacy instead of just sharing tasks, sharing hearts, sharing souls. So they have a lifelong love, not just a lifelong partnership, not just a lifelong teamsmanship. It's really important to maintain a healthy connection with your spouse, even when, or especially when, you're in a stressful season. And Greg and Aaron, we are surrounded, even here at Focus, by couples who are busy, and they don't have time for that really genuine connection. What are some ways to build true intimacy kind of back into the marriage? You know, John, there's something that we've stumbled upon called attachment rituals. And what these are, they're repeated behaviors or activities that really lead to a deeper connection. They provide regular reminders so that this attachment can continue to grow into a secure one. 
that, you know, the same way we attach to our children or our children attach to us, the same thing is true in marriage and what an opportunity we have to build that through these little rituals that we can do each and every day. And that's why for the busy couple, it may not be that, oh, we can go on all these vacations and do date nights. Instead, what they're finding is the more powerful way to connect or through just these little rituals like how we say goodbye to each other when we're leaving in the morning can can become a, a unique ritual that, that develops meaning. For Aaron and I, we've really focused on this one. And so although this morning I didn't even say goodbye because <laughs> I think you were in the shower. Annie was our youngest daughter. was doing something. So I just like dragged her out to the car. So we didn't do that this morning. But the good news is there's always tomorrow. But us, how we say goodbye, it, it it's created meaning. Like we know that's a quick opportunity to give each other a kiss and to pray for one another, just to encourage each other. Uh, whatever's going on yeah. in that day. So it's, it's taken meaning. So, mm-hmm. so we look for one another in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, how you say good night, how you greet each other coming home at night, all these can become little rituals that, that strengthen that attachment, that connection. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite ones is when you call me in the middle of the day, he'll call me and just go, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, and what do you need? What's what's going on? And he's just calling to connect with me. I was and, just complaining. John Fuller yeah. did this or that. <laughs> it really hurt but me. It, it means the world to me that again he's thinking about me during the day and just yeah. calling to say, "Hey, how you doing?" So it's really it's it's a matter for this couple in the midst of all the busyness just to think about what are some of these daily, seemingly mundane rituals that we could do. Maybe it's hey, let's make coffee and sit down you know, before the day starts for 10 minutes, let's exercise, let's shop together, let's do some chores together. You know, we were just lamenting before we started about we have to go rake leaves and do lawn care. Well, why can't we do that together? Mm-hmm. And, yes, and, that's a great idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that one. Let's do that together, Greg. Uh, my, I was talking my, about John. I'll give you my address and, and come over and help yeah. me with that. So, so you know, so it's I, just I, I do looking for these little yeah, rituals. I, I recognize what you're saying because Dina and I are coming off a pretty busy season. And I had to, maybe I shared this in a previous podcast, but I had to, uh, a couple of weeks ago, just say, you know, I'm finding that we're not even doing the pleasantries well, yeah. the good mm. mornings and the good nights. Mm. She's exhausted and she fades off. And, you know, I, I'm I'm maybe working on the computer or on the, on the sofa reading and I realize, oh, she's probably asleep and the light's off. And so I said, could we could we just establish a good night pattern? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. It's a ritual. Next, so yeah. she said yes, and the next night she went to bed, and from the bed hollered, I'm going to bed now! <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to Turn say, the lights thank off. you, that's a good first step. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it it's a small thing, but that little ritual is super important. And if you don't believe us, try it. Mm-hmm. Just try it. Mm-hmm. Now, we have other great resources for you here at Focus to help you with the rituals, to help you ask questions, to help you have meaningful conversations, and to get away even if you need to uh, and really do a deep dive on the relationship. Whatever your marriage need is, we probably have a resource for you. So stop by our website. We'll link over to some specifics, including Gary Thomas's book, A Lifelong Love. We're making that available when you contribute a generous gift of any amount today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And then we do have our free marriage assessment. It takes a few moments to fill out, and it'll help you see where you're doing well and maybe some areas to grow in 
as a couple. Again, all the details are in the episode show notes. Well, next time, Dr. Gary Chapman discusses keeping your marriage strong while you're raising small children. Talk about busy seasons. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.